proclaiming the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, preparing a people for the kingdom of heaven, preserving a posterity for the glory of God. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Key of David podcast. It's being brought to you by the Watchman of the Wall Ministries. I'm your host, Charles, and I give God glory today. He deserves all the glory. He deserves all the praise. He is the sovereign God in which we serve, the only true and living God. I hope that you have that way today. I hope you have taken the time to give God the credit and the glory that is due his name. And I want to do that right now before I do anything on the podcast, before I attempt to preach his word, to teach his word, I am going to give him glory because he is God and there is none other like him. Welcome to the podcast, and while I'm welcoming you, I want to welcome my brother and partner in the ministry, Scott. Scott, say hello to everyone today. Hello to everyone that's listening today on this podcast. It's it's a privilege, as always, to be in front of you and for you to be here with us. And we thank God that you're here today, and we pray that something said, something that we uh, give to you today in this podcast is something that touches you right where you're living. It touches your need. We thank God so much for you. And Charles, it's just a, another great privilege to be here, to stand in his presence and to stand for him and be a spokesperson. It's such a great honor. I am not worthy of it, but I thank God we get to be here again. And I can't wait to hear what God's going to say. How about you, sir? I am doing well. I am like you. We've already been talking off mic and God has already spoke to us concerning his word concerning his will and i know that he has a plan not only for our lives scott but he has a plan for each and every listener Mm -hmm. that is listening to this podcast i know that they may have thought scott that they went into their list of podcasts or on their podcast searcher and found this podcast and said i'm gonna listen to this and see what it's like but they didn't know that god had ordained this day for them to hear this podcast. If it's not the first time, then God still has a word for you. But if it is your very first time listening, just know you are on God's mind. You may not have given God a thought before you saw this podcast. You might not have been thinking about him, but God's always had you on his mind. And today he has something that he wants you to hear, whether you be a first time listener or you've been a faithful listener, God has a word for you today. Before we get started, Scott, I just want to validate and verify what I just said. And it is God's, you know, Scott, there is a, there is a contract or a, a agreement going on right now between us and the listeners and between God and the listeners. Our agreement is to give them the word of God and do our best to give it to them unadulterated, undenominationalized, or if that's a word. uh, (laughs) Yes, yes. Try to give it to them pure and unfeigned and uh, and, and not sugar-coated, but the true word of God that will tear down the gates of hell and build you up in your most holy faith. Our agreement is to do that. Your agreement listener is to take what we say and apply it to your life. There's more to God's word than just hearing it. 
a lot of people spend a lot of time, and especially on Sunday, going to the house of God and hearing the word of God. But they go away thinking that that's their duty, that they've done their Christian duty by hearing the word of God. But it's only those who apply it, Scott, that get the benefit. Yeah. God's word is powerful. God's word is life-changing. But if you don't apply it, you don't take what you've heard and actually make a conscious, intentional decision to use it, then it will not benefit you. You will not reap the benefits of the power of God unless you obey what you hear. Yes. The Bible says in Hosea chapter 10 and verse 12, to sow yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, to break up your fallow ground. What does that mean? Prepare your hearts to receive the word of God. Bible says, for it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. So Scott, mm. our part of the commitment. God said that if we would seek him, diligently seek him, he would reward us with righteousness. He would rain righteousness down upon us. So I'm praying that today, Scott, it's in your heart, it's in my heart, it's in the heart of the listeners, that we break up our fallow ground, prepare our hearts, and make that conscious, intentional decision to seek the Lord while he may be found till he rain righteousness down upon us. Amen. 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 All right, Scott, before we go into the Lord's word and get started on today's podcast, we pray for the leading of the Holy Spirit, for the work of God, for the breath of God on the podcast. I know you have a list of names, Scott, that we call out every week of people who have shared their needs with us or we have heard and felt impressed to bring these needs up before God. Scott, names, and I believe in being specific when we pray and calling names out to God. Not that God has a bad memory and don't know, but it, I think, is more effective. It makes your prayer life more effective when you're specific about your needs, about your petitions, about your requests. Scott, we have a list that we call out these names every week. Listener, if you have a need, if you have a request, if you have a situation that you need God to move in and you want Scott and myself to join our faith with yours so that we can pray and have God move on that need, then you can be added to our list. We can call your name out. You don't have to be specific about the prayer request. You can be. But if you say you've got a need and you would like for us to help you pray, that would be good enough. Just let us know. Let us know, and we'll be glad to add you to that list. You can do that through our email address. You can write us here at this ministry by the email address that says key underscore David underscore ministries at yahoo.com. The email address will be in the show notes of this podcast. So whatever podcast platform you're using, if you will scroll down to the bottom of the show notes, you will see a link that goes directly to our email address. If you click on that email address, like most devices, it will bring up an actual page where you can compose an email and you can say you want your name added to the list. So I'm going to turn it over to Scott now so that he can go the Lord in prayer for us. Pray that the Holy Spirit have his way on this podcast. 
Pray that what we hear today is God's direct word straight from the throne and pray for each and every need on that list that God will move in every situation and his grace will be sufficient for each one of these needs. Scott, would you pray? We will pray. And just like Charles has said, listener, take advantage of the promise. We, we say this in other places as well when we get to speak. Um, take advantage of the promise of God that's in this word. It said where two or three will gather together in his name there who'll be in the midst. And if these two or three touch and agree, that means come in agreement in prayer on something. That's what that touch means. If you touch and agree is concerning anything, it shall be given. So take advantage of that promise. Stop praying about it all by yourself. Not saying that your prayer is not effective, but it's even augmented, stronger and greater Charles, when two or three gather together in his Thank name you. and touch and agree, if, if I've got a need, let me use you, listener. I've, I've seen this work. I'm not just telling you something that I don't know if it does or not. It's tried and proven to work, tried and proven. I, I have a need. I'm praying about something, and it's a big mountain in front of my face. And I don't know. I, I'm so riddled with doubt and worry and fear, I'm not so sure that I can get my prayer through or that I can pray with faith. So I gather Charles, and I yep. ask him to touch and agree with me, and then I gather you, the listener that's listening to this podcast, and I said, will you help me pray about this subject? We're fulfilling the sovereign promise of a sovereign yep. God who will not let any part of his word fall to the ground, but will perform that word. And when we activate that faith, because you see, it's about faith. When we activate that faith, then that need gets met. So I'm encouraging you to write in. Let us help you. That's why we're here. One of the reasons we're here is to help you pray. We are ready, willing, and able to join our faith with yours. And, and I'm just going to stand back and watch God move because he's that good, because he's that powerful on your need. So write into that ministry email. Charles will give it again. We've got a list of names here, but folks, I just want you to understand God is God a thing that he is doing in this last day. Maybe you don't understand. Maybe it's confusing unless you read the word of God. And unless you pray folks, he's building a remnant of people to be ready in this last day. And he wants to build that remnant in you, the listener, just like Charles said, I can only echo it. You came here, not out of accident or happenstance, but because the sweet, wonderful Holy spirit wants to encourage you get in touch with you, build up your faith, strengthen you, and making you prepared for the end times because Jesus is coming, and he's coming back again, and we want to be ready. So count yourself blessed that you're listening to this podcast, and we're going to pray for these people this morning, and we're already, just to brag on God, not on us. It's it's not us. We don't contain any power. It's It's the Holy Ghost that is doing these things. And already, Charles, some names have fell off in, in this prayer list because prayers got answered. Now, we're still praying for certain ones, and we'd love to pray for you, and we're going to see God move for these needs as well. We're praying for Jeremiah. We're praying for David. We're praying for Melissa, for Hunter, for Chris, for Ben, for Amanda. For Amanda, I got, I got to bring Amanda number two back in. We're still praying for Amanda number two, Annabelle. Trey, Christy, Fodell, Billy, Tina, Vonnie, Joe, Landon, Charles, that's that's a health request, Jerry, Rhonda, 
We're praying for Carson's family. We've been praying for Carson for a while. Now we're praying for strength for the family as they go through this time of need. We pray that the Holy Ghost just touch you and help you through this time. We're praying for them. We're praying for Angie, and we're praying for Scott. Now there's different kinds of needs on this piece of paper. Some are financial. Some are some are health. Some are spiritual. But all are able if you will just believe in the word of the Lord and in his power, we must go to him in faith. You say, well, my faith is pretty weak. It's pretty small. Thanks be to God. His word declares if we'll just use a mustard seed, that's the smallest of seeds. Bring the faith that you have right now, regardless of how big or how small it is, bring the faith that you have right now into this time of prayer and watch God begin to move for your request. It is impossible. I got, I got to drive this home and then we're going to pray. It is impossible to please him. If we do not come to him in faith, he is God and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Check your word and read it once in a while. And you see everyone that came to him in faith, did not go back empty handed and neither will you, if you'll come with faith. So let us pray for these needs right now and for this podcast. And I'm praying for you as well. Father, we thank you this morning for, for what you're about to do in this podcast, for your presence and for your word that you're going to speak forth to instruct us. Lord, we, we must have your holy presence walk through this podcast and touch and anoint. Lord, there is no man or no woman that can do anything or have any power to move the least little mountain, but we have faith. Lord, your Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit will move on this podcast, will move and touch the people. I believe already they're feeling a difference on the other side of this podcast. They're feeling calmer. They're feeling quieter. They're feeling more peaceful. Their mind is not so on fire now just by clicking on this podcast and beginning to listen. So we thank you. Already you're moving. Already you're working. Now, God, we pray for the names that are on this list. Whatever need it may be, it is not impossible for you to move. We speak for a financial blessing. We speak for a health blessing. We speak for a spiritual blessing. We ask that your Holy Spirit drive off the demons of doubt and fear and worry and depression that are on people's minds in the name of Jesus and give them a mind of clarity and of peace. Lord, whatever they may be going through physically, whether it be cancer, whether it be some physical ailment that goes on. God, you are the great and wonderful physician. You created these bodies. You can fix these bodies. I've watched you do it so many times. You are able. Hallelujah. And I thank you, God, that you're going to touch physically. You're going to touch financially. God, maybe there's some things going on where the devil is trying to bind people from being able to move forward. Lord, we pray that you rebuke the devourer off people's lives in the name of Jesus. And God, instruct us on what to do. God, to be financially free as well, what we need to do. God, and we give you praise today that you're going to touch these requests. Now, Lord, be in this podcast, we pray. We give it to you. It's yours. And Lord, your Holy Spirit has free reign in this podcast to do what he thinks best. Lord, I know we come to you with, with a, an outline and maybe in an agenda, but God, this morning, if you want to speak to needs, yes, Lord, this podcast Lord. is yours. Speak, Lord, like you did on the mountaintop. Speak like you did when Moses come down and his face was shining. Speak like you did 
when it made the mountaintops crumble and lightning and earthquakes. Lord, speak with that authority again. This podcast is yours. We can do nothing, but Lord, let your presence speak. Let him have his way. We will rejoice. We will be glad and we will praise you for it. We thank you for this day and what you are about to do. We are hungry. We are hungry for your presence. We are hungry and starving for the spirit to move in our soul. God, we are hungry. Lord, your word declares that who who your people, when they're uh, starving, they when they lack bread, you will not let them go without. You're still the same Jesus that took five loaves and two fishes and fed 5,000 men, not counting women and children. Lord, you're still that same God. So I thank you today that your presence is going to feed us because we are hungry. We love you and we praise you and we give you the glory for all this. Touch Charles. Let him not speak. I'm going to be specific, sweet Lord. Let him not speak as the scribes or the Pharisees, but let him speak as one with authority, anointed to, to destroy the works of the devil in, in our mind today. We give you the praise and the glory for it all in Jesus' name. And amen. 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 What a prayer. Thank you so much, Scott, for praying. Listener, I hope you took note of how prayers work when you are fervent, when you pray with fervent affectionness, it moves God's heart and you got to pray for the right things. The Bible says we have not because we ask not or we ask amiss that we might consume them, consume them for our own desires and lusts. But when you pray with faith on something that God wants you to have, you can rest assured that God will answer that prayer. Scott was praying that each and every person be filled with faith and that we were hungry and that we would hear God speak. Now, you might ask, why is Charles and Scott always talking about God speaking? They always seem to be emphasizing, listen to God speak, let his word speak to you it's because god's word and god's breath changes everything Mm, when god speaks mountains are moved when god speaks lives are changed when god speaks demons bow and the devil gives a uh, he acknowledges that god is god you can read it in your word god's word when he speaks the breath of changes everything yeah so we're believing that god's breath is on this podcast that he is going to speak to our hearts now scott said it and i'll echo it and i will reiterate the fact that yes we do have an outline yes we do have a series that we're currently on lord willing we're going to continue this series but if god wants to interrupt and say something specific he has every right to do so because this is his podcast not yeah, ours. Yeah. This is his time, not ours. And he has given us a moment to gather in his name. And I want to hear from him. He can do more speaking his word in five minutes than we can do in a lifetime in yeah. our own ability. Amen. Scott, we've been on a series that you mentioned several times in your prayer time this morning about faith. That's the series that we're on currently. We're on, currently on a series all about faith. This is actually the sixth week today on the series. And uh, we usually take a little bit of time to do a little bit of review for those people who may have 
slept since last week. And if you're like me, if you sleep, you forget things. I hope <laughs> you write things down. I hope you take the time to make notes because I know that I can't remember everything that God tells me with my own natural mind, but God brings it back to my remembrance. Plus I like to write things down. We're going to talk more about writing things down in a future podcast because Scott, we are going to talk today about a near and dear subject to my heart. I received a word back in 2009, Scott. That's how old this word is. 2009, I was given a word from God to begin to minister on building what I call a storehouse of faith. Mm. And that word has stayed in my heart ever since. And I have ministered on it more than once from time to time. And we feel here on this podcast that it is high time to mention that we need a storehouse of faith more actually more fervently now than it was back in 2009, Scott, because the years have went by and we are closer now than we were when I first got this word. So it's more precedent now than it was before. It's more important today than it ever has been is that we have a storehouse of faith and I'm going to have Scott help me talk about why we need it. But before we do, Let's remind ourselves about faith. It says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says, Then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Scott, over the last six weeks, we've been talking to the listeners about starting to cultivate a real faith in their life. Now, I'm not talking about just believing God. The Bible makes it clear that there is a big distinguishing difference between just believing in God and having faith in God. The Mm. Bible says the demons believe in God and they tremble at his name. I dare say that's more than most people in the world do. They don't (laughs) tremble at the name of Jesus anymore. We used to reverence the talk about God. Now he's made a joke. Now he's made fun of. Now his name has been taken in vain more than ever in history. But today we want to reverence God's name. We want to speak faith into your heart. Scott, last week we talked about how God introduces himself. And he doesn't take much time to explain himself. When he shows up, Scott, He doesn't go into a big detailed description of who he is, why he's God, why you should listen to him, why you should believe what he says is true. He just goes into, I am God, believe it, now get to work. And uh, (laughs) God, what we found is in the Bible and to be true in our own lives is when we truly seek for God, when we truly seek his presence, when we want to know God for who he really is, when God finally shows up, Scott, he shows up and then immediately places us in a situation or places a command or demand on our life that calls for faith that goes above and beyond our own natural ability. He automatically expects us 
to do something or to live a certain way that is humanly impossible with our own strength and takes the strength of God and the will of God to complete. Scott, have you found that to be true? Absolutely. Every, every time I finally, after seeking and searching the voice of the Lord in, in my life, every time I do get connected and contact him, he's, he's demanding of me a faith that supersedes my ability. Every time it supersedes my power, my strength, and he's, he's doing that for a particular reason. So I'm going to hold that back because I'm sure you're going to reveal it. But he, he's doing that for a particular reason in our lives. Uh, I'd love to go into it. But, yes, sir, I have found that to be true. Yes. Absolutely. I know that every time God has showed up in my life, he doesn't go into explanation, but he does go into an expectation. I will say it that way. I like that. Yeah. God doesn't explain, but he does expect. He expects me to believe what he says and to act upon it. Now, Scott, for the last six weeks, we've been talking about faith as it pertains to a noun, something that's tangible, something that you can look at, something that you can hold, something that you can place in your pocket or your wallet, so to speak, or your heart. But we are going to begin to talk about faith in the verb sense meaning that it's something that you put into action. Scott, I have a medicine cabinet full of medicine. And just because I have that medicine, I will not reap the benefits of having the medicine until I put the medicine into use. If Mm -hmm. I have medicine in my cabinet and I never take it, just because I possess it doesn't mean I'm going to be healed or I'm going to feel better. If I have a problem that the pill to solve that the doctor has given me if I take that prescription and I get it filled and I set it on my shelf or in my medicine cabinet and walk away I will not reap the benefits of that medication it's only when I take the medication out of my medicine cabinet actually take it into my body and the medicine goes into work or into action then I reap the benefits Scott We can possess faith all we want to. We can say we believe. We can carry our Bible under our arm around to make sure that everyone around us knows that we are a Christian. We can have name plates or we can have name plates of God stuck on the back of our car as we drive. Bumper stickers that claim that we are Christians. We can wear shirts, necklaces, things that say we are Christians. But if we never act upon our Christianity, if we never put our faith into practice, then we will never reap the benefits of of what we say we possess. Amen. Amen. I I hear you talking, and I'm reminded this is going into what James teaches us in the book of James, that it's not just the hearer of the word. It's not somebody that's always listening to a podcast, clicks it off, (laughs) <laughs> not being mean, and then goes back to doing what they were doing as if nothing ever changed. That person is not justified. That person is not receiving anything that they need. James recorded is the doer. It is the one who acts upon word heard and applies it into their life that becomes righteous, that becomes strong, that becomes a new creature. 
And uh, I'm not trying to get ahead of you again. I, I'm trying my best to keep from getting ahead of you. But I'm reminded yeah, of this fella. I, I'm reminded of this fella um, I know uh, who will remain nameless. He, he, he goes to church. And, and I, I talk with him periodically. He goes to church, Charles. He even came back to me one day and he said, boy, we had a good service that morning, Sunday morning. I was just crying and I, I was just in tears. Really, really. But you see, the problem here with said person is there's no change because he'll cry on Sunday morning and then go back to fornicating on Monday afternoon. There's, oh. there's no change. There's, there's nothing there. And, and that person is in a dangerous state. Let me tell you why. Because it'd been better for him to have never heard that word that made him cry and then right. rebuke it and go on. It would have been better for him to never hear it as to hear it and then throw it up like a wad it up like a piece of paper and throw it in the trash. Dangerous is that situation. So I know Charles, I know Charles is trying to get us to an understanding and the Holy Spirit this morning to get us to an understanding that we must turn it into a verb from a noun to a verb. We must not only hear it, but it must, we must let it get into our life, change us, lead us, guide us, walk by it. And I'm, I gotta stop. I'm giving it back to you. So yes, sir. You're doing a great job and I appreciate it. Uh, I have every confidence that when I give you the opportunity to speak, even though you think that you're jumping ahead of me, you're saying what the spirit of the Lord is saying at that moment in time. Listener, I hope you understand what we're saying about faith in action. I, I reckoned it unto medication in your medicine cabinet. But now let me talk about it in a different sense. Faith is increased when you use it. It's like a muscle. Scott, you have muscles in your body. But if you sit still and never use those muscles, something called atrophy begins mm. to happen. And there are a lot of people out there with atrophied faith, mm. claim to have faith just like they claim to have muscles. But when it comes time to go into action, then they falter, they fail, they come up short. Scott, God puts us in situations. He places us deliberately in situations that require our faith to be used because he knows that just like a muscle, in order for your muscles to become stronger, they must be put to the test. They must be used actually for your muscles to get the full benefit. They must be exercised to the point of exhaustion. Mm. And then once your muscles are exhausted, then during the healing process, they build more fibers. They get bigger. They get stronger so that the next time there is a challenge, they'll be more ready, more equipped to respond. That's exactly how faith works. Everyone is given a measure of faith. We're going to talk about now faith and then faith for a moment. I've mentioned this earlier in a podcast i pray and i urge each and every listener that has not been listening to this faith series to go back and pick up on it because there is so much truth that we have said already on this series that we're not going to go back and repeat but you definitely need to know and now faith and then faith i read both of those scriptures just a while ago scott hebrews 1 says now faith Romans says, then faith. There is a faith that God gives each and every person. 
It says in the word of God, to each one is given the measure of faith. How much faith is that? Well, you can read about things in the Bible, in the Old Testament, especially the ones about how God dealt with his Israelite children in the wilderness. He said, I'm going to feed you. I'm going to give you enough bread to eat, but I'm only going to give you enough bread to eat for one day. If you try to get more than one day's worth of bread, it will it will rot, it will decay, you will not be able to eat it. And you have to have, by faith, trust me, by faith, to believe that the next day there'll be a new daily amount of bread for you to eat. So, Scott, he was demanding faith even back then. Yeah. Faith is a new concept to God. Faith is not a new concept that just showed up in the New Testament. God has always been a God of faith. And just like the Israelites, God gives us the measure of faith, enough faith to deal with that day. Now, you can be like most people and try to stretch out a daily amount of faith for two or three days or two or three weeks or maybe even two or three months or years. And you always find that that faith doesn't keep you from worrying. It doesn't keep you from doubting. It doesn't keep you from from uh, feeling like there's no hope or there's not going to be an answer. Scott, there are a lot of people out there that don't know where next week's meals are going to come from. Mm. There's a lot of people out there that are listening to me that may have paid their electric bill and said, now, I don't know how I'm going to pay my electric bill next month. Well, let me tell you something. I have a testimony. I was a very young man and I was newly married and I was doing my best to provide for my wife, my family. And I came up to a time where I spent all my money and I didn't have enough money to buy groceries. I had, I think $9 Scott left for a whole week's worth of groceries. Now I don't know if you've been to the grocery store, but $9 doesn't go very far. (laughs) And uh, I was, I was worried. I was fretting. I was despondent. I was like, what am I going to do? I'm supposed to provide for my family. And, and, and the Bible says that someone who doesn't provide for their family is worse than an infidel. And I was going through agony. And that night my wife went to sleep and I was up praying because I was worried and I couldn't rest. And I was praying. I said, God, what am I going to do? I can't do this. I can't pay my bills. I I don't have any money. And God said, stop, Charles, stop. I want to ask you a question. He said, are you hungry right now? (laughs) And I said, no, I've eaten today. He said, is your lights on today? Do you have electricity in your house right now? And I said, yes, Lord. He said, you have gas in your car? I said, yes, Lord. He said, then go to bed. And tomorrow, <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm telling you the truth, Scott, the Holy Spirit said, go to bed and sleep. And when we get up tomorrow, we'll worry about tomorrow when it gets here. Hallelujah. Now, Scott, he was trying to teach me a lesson. He was teaching me. That old song that you've heard sung before, one day at a time, sweet Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if if the Christian that are, is listening to me today, especially the ones that are listening to me talk about faith that constantly worry, constantly dread, constantly are stressed out to the point 
where they're having panic attacks and taking medicine because of their stress and depression. If we would learn to live one day at a time, to take the faith that God gives us for that day, to use it only for that day, we would be so much more peaceful, so much more victorious, so much more trustworthy with God than when we try to take a day's worth of faith and spread it out more than a day goes. Scott, have you ever had that experience where you've tried to take a day's worth of faith and make it work for more than a day? Oh, gosh, yeah. I'm so, I'm so bad for that. God forgive me. I, you're preaching all over me. I'm so bad. The human mind wants to go into the future when it's taboo for us to go into the future in our mind and, and worry about things afar off. And that's what the devil likes to do. Look, look here coming a week from now. Oh my God, what are you going to do? He'll, he'll whisper. And, and you just get to worrying and fretting and we forget the words of Jesus. Oh, it's crawling all over me. We forget the words of Jesus that say, give us this day. Our That's daily right. bread and right. not to worry about tomorrow. Think not think not about tomorrow. Sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. And and let us walk by faith in the day. I'm telling you, I'm about to I'm about to go to pieces. I I remember when we were doing a radio broadcast. This is years ago, but he's done it since. But one one instance was, you know, that was radio broadcast cost a lot of money. You had to pay yeah. each week. Uh, a certain amount. I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was now, but it was a lot of money for back then. And uh, you had to pay each week or they wouldn't flip the mic on. You couldn't preach unless you paid. And we, I was coming up on a time that I was like, well, I don't have the money this week. Everybody that was listening, they're not going to hear me this week, Lord, unless you help me. And I yeah. just worried and I fretted about it. And, and I didn't think I, part of me was screaming in the back of my mind. Well, you ain't going to be preaching this week. You run out of money. And, and I'll tell you, Charles, make a long story short, went to the mailbox uh, where, where I was at at my house, opened the mailbox up, and there was a letter from somebody. And, and I opened the letter. wasn't a normal letter I always got. And I opened the letter, and there was a check for the amount of Amen. the money that I needed. <laughs> I'm telling you, if we – I know it's hard. I, I know we have to wrestle our mind to do it. I, nobody said the walk of faith was easy. We're certainly not here. But if we can get our mind to the place where we will trust God daily upon daily upon daily, we will see the provision of God come to pass Amen. and have so much peace in our life, just like you said. Absolutely, sir. Yes. Amen. Now, uh, I know because of the Spirit bearing witness with my heart, and I'm sure he's bearing witness with your heart, Scott, that we have been talking to a few listeners that have been doing just that. Mm. And God has tried to teach them that trusting him every day is the key to victory. Now yep. that's the now faith that I mentioned. Let's talk about the then faith because a lot of people would say, well, Charles, you mentioned earlier that you were talking about a storehouse of faith. Why would I need a storehouse of faith? If God gives me daily faith every day that I'm supposed to use, it's because there's two types of faith, listener. There's a daily faith that you need for the day that you're facing, for that immediate need that you have, 
for that time that you are on the road and something happens and you immediately need the faith to believe and trust God for a certain situation. That's the now faith, the daily faith that God gives you. Everyone has promised that. But there is a then faith, Scott, that's mentioned in the Bible. A faith that goes beyond the regular daily amount of faith needed every day. Faith that is going into the area of miracles. Faith that goes into the area of revivals. Faith that goes into the area of mountain moving faith. Faith that goes into the area of when Jesus came upon that little fig tree that didn't have any fruit on it. And he cursed the fig tree. And the next day, that fig tree had withered and died. And <laughs> the disciples were like, wow, Jesus, you could have just went to another fig tree, but you were teaching us a lesson that you can have faith to create and faith to speak to mountains and trees and be plucked up and thrown into the sea. I'm talking about the kind of faith, Scott, that causes things in the spirit realm to happen and gives you the ability to stand in the last days. This is why, Scott, I believe God led me to start ministering on a storehouse of faith is because we live in a unique time. We live in a time unlike any time that has been before us in history of mankind. Scott, God said, as the day approaches, what day is that? The day of his coming. As the day draws near that Jesus returns, there will be a time of trouble. And we have already been in those vestiges of times of trouble. We know and we've heard talk about a great tribulation. A lot of Christians have debated on how much time we as Christians and children of God will face the great tribulation. Some say none of it. Some say half of it. Some say all of it. <laughs> I'm not going to debate that today, but I'll tell you before the great tribulation arises, before we arrive to that time, Scott, there is going to be a time of Jacob's trouble. There is going to be a time where our faith is shaken and pressed to the breaking point. God promised us in his word. He said in the last days, I will shake everything so that only that which cannot be shaken will remain. Mm. Scott, we're in that shaking now. Yep. We are going to see what Paul, Paul prophesied of a time called the great apostasy or the great falling away where before the end comes, there would be a time come where many who once believed, and I want you to hear me with your good ear, listener. Listener, it's prophesied. It's not my opinion. It's not Scott's opinion. It's not a denominational doctrine. It's not a crazy teaching that Charles and Scott just thought up of. It's prophesied in the Bible by our Apostle Paul. There would be a falling away where many who once believed would walk away from God. Many who once carried the torch of Christianity would lay it down. Many who once were on the journey to heaven would be detoured off of that journey and take the different route and go away from God. Scott, we're living in that time now. 
yeah. many people, if not departed in person or in the physical sense, have already departed from God in their hearts. The Bible also prophesies that in the last days that men's hearts would grow cold and indifferent toward God. And we're not talking about unbelievers. They've already been cold and indifferent toward God. We're talking about believers who once were on fire from God, who once had a heart that cried when they heard that Amazing Grace song. Ones who were eager to go and see God's face would be distracted, would come to a point in their lives where they felt like they were getting a raw deal from God, that God wasn't keeping his word. So they decided that they wasn't going to believe anymore. Their faith was pushed to the breaking point and it didn't have enough to survive. Scott, I do not want to be one of those individuals. Amen. I do not want to be one of those people who have run the race. And just like Paul said, I never finished my race, but Paul was able to finish his race. But he warned us. He said, run this race as a man who makes his mind up to finish it. Run this race. Hebrews 11 that we just read from even calls it a race. He said, we run this race looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith. And he had a race to run. And Jesus was given many opportunities to leave that race. The devil himself tempted Jesus to walk away from the path that was set before him. That was his father's will. You listener, if you've not already experienced it, will experience a time in your life more than once where you have the opportunity to walk away from God's plan for your life, where you will be given an alternative, another way out, a different solution, an opportunity to stop believing God, stop being a Christian, stop having faith. And it will be your choice that makes all the difference based on how much faith you have in your heart for God. Jesus said there would be such a time, Scott, that he even asked the question, will I find faith when I return? Mm -hmm. Scott, if Jesus asked that question, that means there would be such a time in the last days that faith would be a rare commodity and that many people will give their faith up to the point where even Jesus was wondering, how are people going to make it? Scott, I want to make it. I want to have enough faith to survive. And I believe with all of my heart that God gave me the answer years ago with building a storehouse of faith. Scott, let's talk about why we need a storehouse of faith. I've been talking about it. Yeah. But we need to talk even more, but there is a dark day coming. We on this podcast have warned you more than once of a time coming where the darkness would increase the enemy would be given more freedom and there would be a time when your faith was pushed to the breaking point. And those who have not developed their faith like a muscle, those who have not put their faith into action and had it increased, those who have not stood the test of time and refused God when he gave them test after test to believe and trust him, those who have not took the time to build that storehouse of faith will not survive the days ahead if they do not 
possess the faith that will keep them alive. Amen, Scott. Amen. I love what you're saying. I'm, I'm reminded of the parable, the, so, the seed and the sower parable. I won't go all into that. But I remember one word in that parable, Charles, and it reminds me of what's going on today. And I'll say it quick. But because offenses came, that's one of the words used in that parable. And boy, are we not living <laughs> in the land of the offended, easily offended. Yep. And I think one of the one of the things not it's not all of it, but one of the things that the Lord is trying to get us to the place through faith by faith is when we come upon a test or trial in our life to not. And I, I, sometimes I wonder if it's not a spirit, a demon of sorts, but we not get so easily offended at the moment of that test or trial. And what I mean by that is we're, we're so quick to go. God doesn't love me. If he, if he let me go through this, that doesn't mean he loves me. Um, if, if, I, if God really loved me, I wouldn't be going through this situation, uh, yeah. fill in the blank that I'm going through. If he really loved me and that's getting offended. And in that parable, they, the ones that got offended, the faith that was in their heart got choked out and was destroyed and they went by the wayside. And I think that's what we're trying to get these people to see here and trusting the Lord daily <laughs> for daily faith and in our storehouse of faith, which you're about to minister on is watch out for these offenses, not let them get in your heart because offenses are like kryptonite to Superman for a lack of a better analogy. Offenses will choke faith. I'm going to give this back to you so you can keep teaching. <laughs> you're doing a great job again. Scott. Thank you for your input. I thank you for your obedience. Scott, we're at that time now where it's so crucial that we take the faith that God gives us daily and begin to invest it instead of spend it. Mm. Now, in a future podcast, we're going to talk about the transaction of faith. It is possible, Scott. The reason that rich people are rich is because they don't spend their money. <laughs> I mean, it's that simple. You, you find a rich person, and they are stingy. They are rich because they don't spend their money. The people who have a hard time with money are people who spend it rather than invest it. Mm. And God, a lot of people receive that daily amount of faith from God, and they spend all the seed. Just like you said, God gives us faith like a muscle to use. He also gives us faith like a seed to be sown. Now, Scott, I can go to the co-op or to the uh, hardware store and I can get seeds to sow. And I can feed those seeds to my children instead of sow them. And it might feed them for a day. But if I take the seed that I bought and I go out and I plant that seed in the ground and I nurture that seed, and I watch over that seed and I allow it to grow, to become fruitful, to reach maturity. Then that seed will multiply. It will be vastly more than it was before. And it will be able to feed my children for more than one day. Well, mm. Scott, the faith that God gives us on a daily basis, if we learn to invest that faith, then we will turn a daily amount of bread into a storehouse of bread. We will turn 
a, a muscle that is weak and atrophied into a strong muscle that is able to move mountains and pluck up trees and cast out devils and see the hit, hit, the sick healed and the lame walk. There are so many stories in the Bible and especially in the book of Acts where the church had such great faith that they were able to work miracles and to see signs and wonders. And Scott, we don't see those miracles today. We don't see those signs and wonders today. Why? Because we're taking the faith that God gives us and we're using it for our own satisfaction. We're taking the seed that God has given us to sow, and we're consuming it all and not investing our faith back into the kingdom of God. And we can do that several ways, Scott, in order to build ourselves a storehouse of faith. Now, I call it a storehouse. That's what the Holy Spirit gave to me. Now, you you know, there's a there's a place in the Bible where it calls it a gift of faith. If you read about the gifts of the spirit in first Corinthians chapter 12, there's a gift of faith. If you read about the fruits of the spirit, which we taught about during the last series that we had, there's a fruit of the spirit called faith. There's several ways to invest your faith and make it a storehouse. We're going to call it a storehouse because that's what the Holy Spirit told me that it was let's talk about a story about a storehouse Scott we're running out of time but we can begin to touch on this story we're going to touch on a story found in the old testament about a person who had to live by faith and I mean not just the daily faith but he had to possess faith to overcome great obstacles and great times of sorrow in his life we're going to talk about the man called Joseph Scott, do you recall Joseph's life? Absolutely. And is it not, Joseph, a picture of our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? He's very likened unto him in the steps and the things that he had to go through in his life. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Joseph's life is almost told in its completeness in the Bible. It talks about Joseph from age 17 to when he dies at age 110. So almost all of the life of Jesus or of Joseph is spread out before us in the book of Genesis. And in just like you said, Joseph is a type of Christ. He is a picture of the plan that God had for Jesus's life, how he was born of, you know, of, of love by his father, but sold by his own brothers into slavery, thought to be dead but only returned to save his people, just like Jesus, sent by his father, betrayed by his own brethren, sold into slave for, a, for the amount of a slave, crucified, dead, returned, and now he is saving his people for all eternity. That is exactly the same story that Joseph's life was. But there was a time in Joseph's life where God instructed him to build a storehouse. Scott, God uses times in our lives to bring us to a point where we need to build a storehouse of faith. And Joseph's life is one of these. What do you remember about the storehouse that Joseph had to build? I remember the story, <clears throat> excuse me, that you're referring to where um, I don't want to get too far ahead of you again, but the story of uh, the dreams coming to Pharaoh 
about the good times and the bad times. And you've already been talking about that, spiritually speaking, the good times and the bad times that were coming and the instruction that was given in the good time to prepare the storehouses so that they could make it through the bad time that was coming. And I'm going to let you talk about that. But, but Charles, quickly, boy, I feel the mantle quickly. Uh, he said, and this is the warning that stuck out to me when I was reading that story, is the hard time coming will be so bad that you can't even remember the good in the good time. And, and that stuck out to me. And he gave instruction through Pharaoh to Joseph. Joseph interpreted that dream that he had to be able to know what to do to build the storehouse to where they, they ended up, Charles, feeding not just Egypt, but all the nations. They became a wealth of a storehouse that people came to them to be able to survive the time. Yes, sir, I remember that. Boy, I'll tell you, Spirit Lord's oh. on this story. I feel it. I feel it. You made such a wonderful segue. God starts with a promise. He starts with a word. Early in your Christian walk, and, and listener, I want you to feel as if you are Pharaoh right now. Pharaoh in his young time when he was ruling over Egypt was given a promise from God, delivered to him through Joseph. Pharaoh had a dream that God was going to send a famine in the land. He was going to send seven years of plenty and seven years of of famine. But now before we get into the details of that story, we're going to spend the last few minutes talking about a word from God. I want you to imagine that just like Pharaoh, listener, you are being given a word from God on this podcast. You are being given a promise from God. You are given a word from God, and it's being translated just like God's promise to Pharaoh was translated by Joseph so that Pharaoh had the understanding. I want you to imagine that just like Pharaoh Scott and Charles have been sent by God to give you a translation of what you've been experiencing, what you've Mm. been feeling, what you've been going through. You've been going through it. You've been experiencing trouble. Every time it seems like you're going to take one step forward, you take two steps back. Every time it seems like that that victory that you've been looking for is about to be in your reach. You might even have it for a little while. Then something happens and you feel like it's been taken away. And you ask God, why? Why is it constantly out of my reach? Why am I constantly going through things that test my faith? God is exercising your faith, listener. He's bringing you to a place where you can learn to trust him completely. The reason being is there's a famine coming. Mm -hmm. I'm running out. You need a storehouse of faith in which to live on because just like Scott said, Pharaoh experienced such a severe famine that it made him forget the good days. In the future, we have said, and we will say it again, that there is coming dark times and troubles ahead on the earth that will all but make you forget about the good times. 
about the good old days. And if you don't have a storehouse of faith, you're going to begin to look every direction for relief. You're going to be tempted by the enemy to gain relief in the wrong way. You're going to be, you're going to be tempted to compromise on your faith in such ways that you're going to say, well, God understands. God understands yeah. if I have to do this. Yeah. God yeah. understands if I have to do this in order to survive. I've heard many people say, Scott, in the last days that God would allow them to steal food to feed their family and look at yeah. it as a necessary, a, a necessary evil. Scott, mm-hmm. God has not lost the recipe for manna. Amen. And if he had to feed them in the wilderness from bread from heaven, he can do it again. There is not going to be any situation. Listen to me, listener. There's not going to be any situation that arises in the future where God will allow you to do sinful things to get your needs met and it be okay with him. He expects you to trust him completely. That's why having a storehouse of faith is so important because there's going to come a time in your life, if it has not already, where you're going to all but forget the good days that have been in the past and you will need your faith to survive. You, You will be pressed to the breaking point. You will be given opportunities to fulfill your needs in other ways that are not godly and rationalize your way out of them to where the enemy has convinced you that this is God's will. Be careful. Hear the word of the Lord. Be like Pharaoh. Listen to the word when it comes from Joseph. Prepare you this day while you can. A storehouse of faith. Begin to obey God when the word comes. Use the words that you've been receiving from this podcast in order to build a storehouse of faith in order to survive. In the next few podcasts, we're going to go from esoterical explanations about faith to practical steps that you can take to build a storehouse of faith. We're talking about your eternal survival list. We're talking about a serious warning and situation in this podcast we're talking god is talking about getting yourself prepared for the famine that is ahead there was several famines in the bible and god used those famines to place his children in a situation where they had to learn to trust him completely scott yep there are several times in my own life where God allowed dry times in my life to come to see if I would trust him. Paul said that he lived in such a way that he was content in the years of plenty and content in the years of need, that he learned how to trust God in the good times and in the bad times, that he learned how to do what was right when everything was going right and he was on the mountaintop And then he learned how to keep his faith in the valley. Scott, these are tests that God gives us, not so that he can see how much we squirm. He's not like a little boy standing on an anthill with a magnifying glass, trying to see how many ants he can make miserable. God is not pleased 
when you're in misery. God is not pleased when you're hurting. It hurts God, but it's necessary for your survival. Yep. Yep. God places you in small tests to exercise your faith, to give you opportunity to invest your faith, to get you to a place where when the big times come, when the big enemy comes, when the demons get bigger and the enemy gets tougher and the situation gets harder, your faith doesn't fail. Amen, Scott. Amen. Amen. God, I hope and pray that you listen to what, what's been said here, listener. I, I hope and pray, Charles. I'm, I'm going to say this. Um, so Pharaoh first went to the astrologers and yep. to the necromancers. Yep. to try to get his dream interpreted and they could not interpret his dream. It was when he was told there was one in prison who uh, was an interpreter of dreams. <laughs> I'm starting to get excited again, but it's, it's when he was told there was one who had the interpretation of dreams for real that he reached out, pulled Joseph out of the prison and Joseph walked up to Pharaoh and without any leading or without without Pharaoh telling him anything about the dream, sit there and told him line for line precept, what he had dreamed and what the dream meant. Now, these people that are listening to us, they might try other ways and means. That's this, what this means spiritually. You're not going to find this. This word is feeding you this morning. It's going into yeah. your soul. It's affecting you. I can sense it. You know, it's there. You know, you're hearing the truth. This morning, now you can try to turn on that TV preacher if you want to and let him prophesy good things to you in a plenty right now. It's not going to feed your soul. It won't come to pass. You're going to turn off the TV and go, hmm, they didn't, they didn't get me like the word from this ministry did. That's because we have been allowed to interpret it for you, to prepare right. you right now, just as Charles said. So heed and take, uh, listen to this word, Charles. Take it back over. Listener. In the last few minutes that we have, I'm going to ask God to pray for us here in this bit. But I want you to hear me with your good ear. Today, God has told you through this podcast that you are being placed in tests of your faith for the purpose of getting you to a place where you can survive in the future. God has allowed you to face the things that you faced, maybe even facing at this very moment as you hear us, something that you thought you would never have faced before. You are in a situation, and I feel it by the Spirit of God, that many of you listening to me are in a situation that you never imagined you'd be in before, that you are being confronted by decisions that you never thought you would ever have to choose before. And you've gotten and you've prayed and you've asked God to remove them and they're not going away. You see, very easily when God gave Pharaoh the word through the dream and Joseph came and interpreted that word, very easily God could have removed the famine. He could have spoke one word and the famine not, not come to pass. God could have removed the problem. But instead, he provided a solution in spite of the problem. Hmm. And a lot of you have faced things in your life. You've prayed for the problem to be removed, and it's not going away. 
you play, you pray for God to do something about the situation. And that situation just seems to be getting worse. And you don't understand why God is allowing you to go through these things. It's because there is something in the future that you need the strength to survive in. There is something in the future that God is going to be given glory for that you're going to face and be victorious over. Remember, if you're faithful in little, God will make you faithful in much. Mm. If you are overcoming in a little battle, you will overcome a bigger battle. I've said it before. Little victories lead to big victories. And a small amount of faith invested the right way will lead to a storehouse of faith that will sustain you when the chips are down. And Scott, in these last few minutes, I want you to pray. Pray first that the listener has heard and will obey and heed the warning. Pray that we are given the unction to prepare ourselves, just like in the book of Nehemiah. They had a mind to build, and they got the wall built in a record set time. And I'm telling you, though we may be running out of time, and though the time is shorter now than it was when I first received this word, if we prepare our hearts to receive from God, if we set our minds to follow God's will, if we let God take the little time that we have left, then in the spirit we can redeem it and we can use it to build a storehouse that will sustain us in the future. God can take a little and do a lot with it if you will allow him. And I want Scott to pray that whatever little faith we have left, God will take and multiply. That whatever little trust we have left in God, that you will summon it up, listener. That you will give God the opportunity to show you just how great he is. That you will invest what little faith you have left in God's kingdom that you will take the warning that you've heard, that you will heed the words, that you will begin this journey of building a storehouse of faith because there is a day coming that without it, you're not going to survive. Scott, would you pray for us? Father in heaven, we thank you today for this word, this warning, and this wooing to get ready. Lord, I, you didn't have to do it, but because you love us, you did. You sent this word. Lord, help us to understand right now, Lord, that though time may be shorter, you can still redeem the time that is left in our lives if we will respond. And Lord, right now, faith demands a right now answer. Right now, faith demands a right now answer. And Lord, I'm, I'm praying for these people that are listening that they first take this word into their heart and believe it and receive it. Whatever hindrance is there, I rebuke it. Whatever other minister or preacher or doctrine that's in the way in their mind, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I pray it crumble, and I pray these seeds that Charles has spoken get into our hearts, all yes. of us. Lord, and receive this word. Let it burn. Let it keep us up at night. Let, us, let it keep reminding us and poking our brain every day that we must respond to this now. We must respond yes. to this word. A famine, you have said it. You have prophesied it. It is coming. It's not going to be removed. We must go through it. But, Lord, you're showing us 
how to build the way to walk through it now. And Lord, I pray for these people that are listening, that they respond to that now by saying, Lord, I take it. I take your word. I hear you. I'm responding. I'm receiving. Help me to build. Here's your prayer, listener. Help me to build my storehouse for me. Father, what, what does it take? What do I need to do? What steps do I need to make? Show me, Holy Spirit, what I need to do. I give over my will and reign to you now. Show me how to build my storehouse because, Father, I want to make it. I want to make you happy. I want to make you proud of me. I want to make it through this time of famine. Show me what my storehouse looks like in Jesus' name. Father, I, I thank you for this word, and I pray the listener prays this right now and, and becomes in the position to get ready. We give you the praise for everything that you've said because it's been you. In Jesus' name we pray, and amen. Amen. Thank you so much for praying, Scott. The Bible declares today, if you will not harden your hearts, that now is the acceptable time, and today is the day of salvation. I pray that you have responded, that you have responded with faith, that you've got your mindset, because in the next few podcasts, we're going to instruct you on how to prepare a storehouse of faith, how to build yourself up, how to take that daily supply and use it to invest back into God's kingdom so that the little seed he gives you to last a day will turn into a storehouse that will last you through the dark times. And I know that God's word will bring it to pass because God is faithful. I want to thank God for what he said to us today. I want to thank you listener for listening. I want to thank Scott for obeying the spirit of God and for helping me on this podcast. Listener, be a part of this ministry. Help us to get this word out. You, if you believe that what we are saying is true, If you believe that without a storehouse of faith, it will be impossible to survive the future, then share this message with others. Put it on your social network. Put it on your feeds. Send this word out in whatever form or fashion God has blessed you with. Help us to get this word out. We do our best to get the word out to as many as we can, but we know we can do more if you help us. And in doing so, you'll become a part of this ministry. You will be a productive part of the kingdom of God. You will sow riches in glory to reap a reward when the Lord returns in doing so. We also have other resources. Matter of fact, the Storehouse of Faith message that God gave me back in 2009 is in in its entirety in blog form on our web pages and the links to our blogs will be in the show notes of this podcast. I challenge you. I implore you go back and use these blogs, read the words that God has shared with Scott and myself regarding the future and things that you will need in the days to come. You can read this story and many other words that God has given us. Just use those resources. We have a Facebook page that you can visit at Cry of the Watchman. We have Instagram and Twitter that you can follow. We also have that email address, once again, that I can share with you. If you have a need, if you have a question, if you have feedback, 
you simply want to reach out and have your name added to the list that we pray over every week, then use that email address and speak to us. It's key underscore David underscore ministries at yahoo.com. We also have something special I want to add before we close this podcast out. My brother Scott has been led by the Holy Spirit to create what's called a Key of David supplemental podcast. You can find that podcast on your podcast catchers, your podcast platforms. Just simply search for Key of David supplemental. Listen to those podcasts. God has given Scott right now, right here, words that will feed your spirit, challenge you, instruct you, may even rebuke you, but it's all for your good. And I urge you, I implore you to look those up and enjoy those in between these weekly podcasts. If God allows, we'll come back in another week. We'll talk more about building a storehouse of faith. In the meantime, Pray for us, and we will pray for you. It is the prayer of the Key of David podcast. It is the prayer of the Watchman of the Wall Ministries. It is my prayer. It is Scott's prayer that each and every person repents for the kingdom of heaven is at hand.